Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Ashhadu an la Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. As we begin, humble appeal to our brothers, inshallah, to please come forward, inshallah. Please close the gaps, inshallah. Let us sit in front, inshallah. Our Ustad Mulana, Melatarifulis Kabarud Nur, Mulana Abdul Rahim Khan from Orient School, he's always mentioned this narration, this hadith, at the beginning of his talks. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala sufuf al-awwal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showers his special mercies on those people that occupy the first safs in the masjid. That is, like give us the spirit that always we are ready and we are willing to be in the front saf, inshallah. Sahaba used to actually vibe with each other, they used to compete with each other to give the adhan and to also to occupy the front saf. May Allah give us the spirit to come early to the masjid and to be, to be amongst the so-called pillars of the masjid, inshallah. Bismillah rahman rahim alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi alladhin astafa amma ba'd A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani rajim Bismillahi r-Rahmani r-Rahim Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu Iza nudia lis-salati miyum il-jumu'ati fas'aw ila dhikrillahi wa dharul bay' Thalikum khayrul lakum in kuntum ta'lamun Wa qala ta'ala ya ayuhal ladhina amanu attaqullaha Waltanzur nafsum ma qaddamat lighadi wa attaqullaha وقال النبي صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم الكيس من دان نفسه وعمل لما بعد الموت والعاجز من أتبع نفسه هواها وتمنى على الله الأماني وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام من حج لله ولم يرفث ولم يفسق رجعك يوم ولدته أمه أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم My most respected and beloved Elders and brothers, we are now in the month of Dhul Qa'ada, 
and we are ready from the day of Eid al-Fitr in the months of Hajj. Many of our fortunate brothers and sisters have already left for Hajj. Many are still leaving in the next few days and many will leave just before Hajj. Those who go for Hajj are actually have been invited by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are the Wafdullah, the special delegation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine to be invited by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the best of places to go to this place where Allah's prophets traded, the place where the Sahaba walked, where Sahaba put their heads in the ground, where Sahaba said, Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik, where the friends of Allah Ta'ala will be saying, Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik, Labbaik La Sharika Laka Labbaik, Inna Alhamda Wa Ni'amata Laka Wal Mulk La Sharika Laka. When Ibrahim Alayhi Salaam gave the call after he built the Kaaba Sharif, he was told to give the Adhan, Allah Pak said, the Adhan to give the call to, to Hajj. Call the people towards Kaaba Sharif. Allah said, وَأَذِنْ فِي النَّاسِ بِالْحَجِّ And give the call to people to perform the Hajj. So he said, this is a barren land. There's nobody here. There's no civilization, nothing. But, he was, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, you, will, you do what you're supposed to do and I will do what I'm supposed to do. Today we find people in the millions are going for Hajj. Inshallah. The Barakat, the blessings that descend on this Mubarak place. Looking at the Kaaba Sharif, Allahu Akbar. Every day they say 100 blessings descend on the Kaaba Sharif. 60 for those who make tawafar on the Kaaba Sharif. 20 for those people or 30 for those people who just, who, who make salah facing the Kaaba Sharif. And 10 blessings for those people that merely look at the Kaaba Sharif. Imagine, one of the moments of dua is when you first time your gaze falls on the Kaaba Sharif. But it's an, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an occasion or it's a moment that you cannot describe in words. Ask that person who goes for Hajj the first time. In fact, it happens every time. Many people tell us who go there regularly, who are fortunate to go there regularly, they tell you, whenever you go there, you know, whenever you, every trip that you go there, the very first gaze in that very trip of yours is something that you cannot describe. The emotion that overcomes a person, the tears that flow down from his eyes, and the dua that Allah Ta'ala puts on that person's heart, in his heart and on his lips, Allah Ta'ala answers those duas. That's why Nabi Pak used to tell the Sahaba to make dua for him. Umar radiallahu anhu once, took Nabi Pak permission to perform Hajj. Sahaba were very obedient. Whatever they did, they did with his advice and his mashwara. That's why Sahaba are so, so highly regarded in Islam. They saw all the pious people, all the hosts, and all the abdars, and all the saintly personages and personalities put together on one side. And one Sahabi, one Adana Sahabi, one Sahabi who is uh, unknown Sahabi on the other side. All the horses and all the abdals and all the pious people cannot come anywhere near him. We heard this before also. One of the great scholars, Imam Abdullah bin Mubarak, he said, he was asked somebody, who is superior in rank? Hazrat Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu or Umar bin Abdul Aziz rahmatullahi. Umar bin Abdul Aziz rahmatullahi was one of the, I think, the, one of the great tabi'in, very great scholar, very great wali of Allah ta'ala, very great uh, leader. He was known as he was known as uh, Umar the, the second. He was from the family of Umar radiallahu ta'ala, but he wasn't a sahabi. So he replied, he says, you see the dust that settled on the hoof of Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala when he was in the company of Rasulullah Pakistan in jihad and striving in the path of Allah ta'ala to elevate Islam, to elevate the name of Allah ta'ala, to establish Islam on this earth. When this sahabi, Muawiyah radiallahu anhu, was with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then the dust that was on the hooves of his animal, this greatest saint of Allah Ta'ala, 
as great as they may be in Allah's eyes, cannot come anywhere close to the dust that settled on the hoof of the Sahabi of Rasulullah. Why? Nabi Pakistan one gaze on them, transformed them from the lowest of the low to the highest of the high. Ashabi can resume by Sahaba like guiding stars. Anyone amongst them you will follow, you will be rightly guided. That's why the maqam of the Sahaba is so great. So anyway, imagine my dear so Umar radiallahu now asked Rabbi Pakistan permission to go and perform Hajj, Nafil Hajj or Umrah. So Rabbi Pakistan said to him, You can go, but Wala Tansani Yawkhiya fi da'awatik, O Kamaqala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Huzuri Pakistan being Allah's Nabi, is showing us the, the, the effect and the importance of the dua of a Haji. A person goes to the Baytullah Sharif. Nabi Pak al-Islam, Allah's beloved Nabi who was Rahmatul Alameen, whose every dua was accepted. He tells us, Umar radiallahu oh, oh my young brother, Ya Ukhaya, do not forget me in your duas while you are there. So our hadith that we're going from here, firstly we make, we make dua for them, Allah Pak makes their journey very easy. Allah Ta'ala helps them every step of the way. Allah make it a very special journey, make it a memorable journey, make it a life-altering journey for them. And when they come back from there, they must be changed people. It must be, mashallah, it must be, the iman must have increased, must be complete transformation in their lives. We also, at the same time, my beloved brothers, should request them for du'as. One is when they come back, ask them for du'as. Even when they are going, also from this hadith, we learn the importance of asking the haji or the person going for umrah to make du'a for us. May Allah Ta'ala make it easy for all of us, those on whom haji is compulsory. May Allah Ta'ala make, make it easy for us to perform our haji. Firstly, Allah gave us to to make the need for haj. My dear brothers, on the one hand, where haji is so great, Huzuri Pakistan has said, Man hajja lillahi wa lam yarfus wa lam yafsuq raja'aka yawmin waladatu ummuhu That person that makes hajj for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, hajj is to be done only for Allah's pleasure. Hajj is not an occasion, opportunity to make a name for ourselves, to be called haji so and so. The pious people never call themselves, they never give themselves titles. They always be very humble. And even today also many people who are professional, in the medical field, when you say doctor, they feel uncomfortable. They say, I'm just an ordinary person. This is the, the humility. Malatala elevate them in their respect, inshallah. Also, so, Nabi Pakistan says, Man That person that makes hajj for the sake of Allah alone. No other intention. Only to please Allah Ta'ala and to fulfill the spirit of Islam. Allah has made hajj one of the pillars of Islam. And hajj was the main pillar of Islam in the sense that when, when hajj, hajj was the final, that was the closing pillar of Islam. And furthermore also, when the, the eyes that were revealed in Hajj of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa those were the last eyes that were revealed with regard to halal and haram. Famous ayat that we all hear about. اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وأتممت عليكم نعمتي ورضيت لكم الإسلام دينا على بقسيس رسول الله عليه الصلاة والسلام اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم today I have completed for you I have I have perfected for you your religion وأتممت عليكم نعمتي I have completed my favor upon you ورضيت لكم الإسلام دينا and I am pleased and satisfied and happy with Islam as your religion as your way of life here was this verse revealed. This verse showed us that, this, that whatever Nabi Pakistan brought to us is complete and perfect. Islam is not in need of any alterations, any changes, any modern day transformations or adaptations. We can't say today is now the 21st century, so now we need to change certain things. This was the downfall of the other nations, the Yahud and the Nasara. How did they become astray when they began to temper with Allah Ta'ala's deen? They began to reinterpret their books. 
Today we can, people, we are sometimes from certain quarters, we need to reinterpret the Quran, reinterpret our, the, the way we look at Islam, Nawazbillah, but this is often the shaitan. Allah Ta'ala warns us, Nabi Pakistan warns us, don't follow the Yahud and the Nasara, how they went astray. Some people in, in my Ummah will also go astray, they will follow them like how, some, how somebody, go, how the lizard goes into the lizard hole, how he slithers so quickly and so easily into, the, into his hole. Many people will follow the Yahud and the Nasara in the very same way, doing what they are doing. Trying to modernize Islam, my dear brothers. Allah Ta'ala keep us original, keep us on the original Islam, the Islam of Rasulullah Pak and the Sahaba Ikram. Nabi Pakram says, Alaykum bi sunnati wa sunnati al-khulafai rashidin al-mahdiyin. Addu biha, tamastaku biha wa addu wa addu biha, addu biha, wa addu alihi bin nawajiz. That follow my sunnah and the sunnah of my rightly guided khalifas. Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali. Hold firmly onto it and bite onto it with your back teeth. Bite onto it very, very, very firmly. Because on this rest your salvation. So we have to keep to our original Islam. Any new interpretations, we leave it on the side. We follow the way of Rasulullah Pak and the Sahaba Ikram. And the pious people. So anyway, this verse was revealed. It was revealed in the Medan of Arafat on a Friday to Rasulullah Pak in his farewell Hajj. What is this ayat? Allah says, Today I have perfected Islam for you. That Islam is not in need of any additions, or any, any, any omissions, uh, removing anything, cutting and changing, chopping and changing. No, we don't need that. Islam is original, should be maintained in its original form. That is the only Islam that Allah will accept from us, my dear brothers. So anyway, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept the Hajj of the, all those who are going for Hajj. Allah make the journey very, very easy. Allah bring them back as Hajjis in the true sense of the word. Nabi Pakistan says, Al Hajjul Mabrur, Lisalahu Jazaun illa Jannah. An accepted, accepted right, righteous Hajj is only reward. There's no reward less than Jannah for that, for that Hajj. And the Bini, I mentioned the Hadith, Rasulullah Pakistan says, Man Hajjarillahi walam yarfus walam yafsukh. That person that makes Hajj for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, only no other motivation, walam yarfus walam yafsukh, and he doesn't engage in any indecent activities, any indecent talk. وَلَمْ يَفْسُقْ and doesn't engage in any open sins رَجَعَكَ يَوْمٍ وَلَذَتُهُ أُمُّهُ That person will return from Hajj completely sinless like the day he was born by his mother. This is the reward of, of a righteous Hajj, my dear brothers. May Allah Ta'ala make every Haji perform a righteous Hajj, inshallah. Forgive their mistakes and their omissions and their mistakes and bring them back home, inshallah, in good health. I think forgiving them and granting them all the benefits of a, of a maqbul accepted hajj. Rasulullah Pakistan says, this person can be completely sinless, free from all sins. Allah Ta'ala help us, if you perform hajj, to also, my dear brothers, maintain the straight path. After Allah has taken us to the Mubarak places, to help us to remain firm on, the, on Salat al-Mustaqeem, inshallah. But this, this is my desire today to recite, to inshallah, just to very, very quickly, time is less, but the intention was to to, to, since it's the day of Jummah, to read the Surah Jummah and to do the translation of it very, very quickly for our benefit. We hear the Surah many times being recited on Fridays, although it is not must to recite it on Fridays, but we hear the Surah, we hear some verses sometimes recited in the Maghrib Salah, in the Isha Salah, with regard to Jummah. So I thought it appropriate just for us to read through the whole Surah, inshallah, in the humanness to give a running translation of what Allah Ta'ala is telling us about. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. First of all, Surah Jum'ah is the 20th, is the 62nd Surah of the Qur'an Sharif in the 28th Ipara. 
But as you know, Jummah is a very Mubarak day. It is, Ulama say, more auspicious than even the days of Eid. Nabi Pak said, Adam al-Islam was born on the day of Jummah. He was entered into Jannat on the day of Jummah. He was brought down from Jannat into this world on the day of Jummah. And he will pass away on the day of Jummah. And Qiyamah will take place on the day of Jummah as well. From all the days in the week, it is mentioned there also, the ulama tell us, Allah Ta'ala created the entire universe in six days and then ended on the day of Jummah. Allah Ta'ala has made the, the day of Jummah the best day in the week. Other people knowing that they preferred other days of the week as the days of celebration. The Christians chose the day of Sunday. The Yahud chose the day of Saturday. Allah Ta'ala gave us the choice. Allah Ta'ala reward our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and, and our Nabi Pakistan that he selected the day of Jummah which, which was the day Allah Ta'ala kept the most amount of blessings in. So Allah Ta'ala says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Yusabbihu lillahi ma fi samawati wa ma fi al-awdi al-maliki al-quddus al-aziz al-hakim. Allah Ta'ala says that whatever is in the skies and on the earth, it glorifies Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it hymns the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In other words, every single creature that is in the skies and on the earth, it hymns the glory and the praises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah ta'ala who is the sovereign, who is the the holiest being that Allah who is Aziz, the mightiest and Hakim, the wisest. So Allah Ta'ala says first of all that everything in this world Him is the glory of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. In another place Allah Ta'ala says وَإِن مِّن Everything in this world, even, they say, even the stones and the so-called inanimate things in this world have been given a certain form, a certain kind of life by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And knowing they created, they hymn the praises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They said, the ulama say, Allah ta'ala is not in need of our, our tasbih and our, our zikr and our Quran, reading and our namaz and everything. Allah has got malaika who are perpetually Allah's ibadat. Huh? There's not a single space huh? in the skies where there's no angel who is in some form of ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Likewise, from from the hadith and from this ayat of the Quran Sharif, you also learn that Allah's creation, every one of Allah's creation is constantly engaged in the tasbih and the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Huwallazhi ba'atha fil ummiyyina rasoola minhum yatlu alayhim ayatihi wa yizakihim wa yuallimuhum wal kitaba wal hikmah wa in kanu min qablu lafi dhalalim mubin. Allah Ta'ala is that great being who has ba'atha fil ummiyyina who raised amongst the unlettered people a prophet and a messenger amongst them. Allah is speaking about the Sahaba Ikram. They were ummiyin. They were unlettered people. They were people who, were, who didn't know how to read and write. Ulama say, amongst them, there were probably seven or eight people in Nabi Apaq stand who could read and write. If people had to receive some messages, some letters, they had to go to those people, they make, make a queue outside that person's house to ask him to read the letters for him and to even write re- replies to those letters. So Allah is telling us, Allah is showing us his qudrat. Allah Ta'ala sent Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who himself was an ummi, unlettered, was influenced by any, any philosopher or anybody before. He didn't know how to read and write. Allah Ta'ala kept his mind and his heart pure. Only Allah inspired him with knowledge, the purest knowledge. And Allah sent him to whom? To an unlettered people. And who did he? What happened after that? His one gaze transformed them from the unlettered people, the lowest of the low to the highest of the high. That, like I said just now, after the prophets of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, the next in rank, are the Sahaba Ikram, Ridwan Allah Alim Ajma'in. So Nabi Al-Baq says, Huwallazhi ba'atha fil ummiyyina rasoolam minhum. Allah Ta'ala is that great being 
who raised from the Ummiyin, the unlettered people, a messenger from amongst them. Yatru alihim ayatihi wa yizakihim wa yuallimuhum wa kitab wa hikmah. Allah Ta'ala mentions now three of the functions of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What did the Sunni Prophet Islam come in this world to do? He didn't come in this world just for us to sing his praises. He came in this world with a specific mission. What was it? Yatru alihim ayatihi wa yizakihim came in this world to recite the ayat and the verses of Allah Ta'ala to the, to the Ummat. So he read the Quran to them. He comes in Hadith Shari Rasulullah Pakistan, he used to read the Quran, Sahaba used to read after him. And he's correct the recitation. He used to read, they used to read after him. And then he would correct them wherever they went wrong. This was his function, to make sure that they read every word of the Quran correctly. That's why it's so particular, we should be so particular, my dear brothers, to learn how to read the Quran Sharif. It's not enough for us to read the translation of the Quran Sharif, brothers. As we take our time, many, as, we, many, as we, take our, we take our time to learn lots of things. Sometimes late in our lives we learn some things for business and whatever else we learn, this app and we learn how to use it and use that. My dear brothers, we, learn, we have to learn to read the Quran Sharif. We cannot read the... The, the English of the Quran Sharif and, 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 and console ourselves by this. It is our responsibility to learn the Quran Sharif. Allah says, Nabi Pakistan's mission was to teach the people how to read the Quran Sharif. And Alhamdulillah, today we have in our country everywhere many people who are alim and who are hafiz of Quran Sharif. Let's see how we can take out some time and go to them and learn to read the Quran Sharif. Inshallah, Himmat Marda Madad Khuda, they say. When a person makes the Himmat, Allah Pak helps him. Especially when it comes to righteous works, we shouldn't be hesitant. We should go forward, Allah will help us, inshallah. So, Nabi Pakistan, Allah says, He recited the Quran to them. He recited the verses of the Quran to them. And then, what is his second function and mission? Why you him? Huzuri Pak al-Islam purified them. How did he purify them? He purified them externally and internally. He taught them how to remain clean, how to make istinja, what factors nullify your, make you, make you become, enter into najasit ghalidha, into, 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 into uh, what do you call it, hadith akbar, what makes you become napak, how to cleanse yourself, how to clean your clothing, how to clean your body, how to remain pak, how to make salah, how to keep yourself clean all the time. He, he, he taught, us, taught the Ummah that, and he also taught the Ummah how to purify their hearts, how to cleanse themselves, how to internally purify themselves. Which is known as Taskiya, my dear brothers. Sahaba Ikram came to him, he asked for advice. Sometimes he would see a Sahabi, he was a person that got angry very, very quickly. Uzayi Pakistan said to him, he said, Ya Rasulullah Pakistan, give advice. Nabi Pakistan would say, La taghdab, don't become angry. Allah inspired Nabi Pakistan with regard to that person's character. That this person is a person that gets angry, he has a very short fuse. So Nabi Pakistan said to him, don't get angry. He said, Zid, give me some more advice. He said, don't get angry three times. This was his advice. That don't become angry. Become a calm person. Somebody else had some other habits. He advised him accordingly, my dear brothers. So Rasulullah Pakistan came in this world. And what did he do? He was sent to the Sahaba Ikram primarily and to us also generally, the Ummah. So he first taught them how to read the Qur'an Sharif. And then he purified the souls, purified them externally and internally. الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ And then he taught the Ummat, he taught the Sahaba, the Kitab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is the meaning of the Qur'an Sharif? What is Allah ta'ala referring to in this ayat? He, he explained to the Sahaba of the Qur'an Sharif. وَالْحِكْمَةِ And he taught them wisdom. Almasi, Hikmah refers to the Sunnah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu his, his words and his actions were full of wisdom. Nabi Pakistan was the, what you call it now? Fountain of wisdom. Whatever Nabi Pakistan said and he did was the, was the, uh, the highest level of wisdom. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught the Sahaba ikram the Quran Sharif and he taught them wisdom. وَإِن كَانُوا مِنْ قَبْلُ لَفِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ These are such people who before that were in open error. They were people who had led life far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but he made them the best of the best. وَآخَرِينَ مِنْهُمْ لَمَّا يَلْحَقُوا بِهِمْ وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ And others that had, and there were also other people who did not meet with them that means this refers to, to, to those people that were going to come into Islam after Sahaba Ikram. This refers to you and I also, my dear brothers. The Nabi came as a teacher for you and I also. Once, once Sahabi, some Sahaba asked Nabi Yaqub, what is the meaning of this? Who, who is referred to in, the, in, the, in these words? And others from amongst them who have not yet met with them. So Nabi Yaqub put his hand on Salman Fasi on his head and he said, people from the, from, 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 from the tribe of this man, they will be such people that if Iman is in the stars, they will make every effort to acquire that Iman. Ulama say this was an indirect reference to the great great Imams and scholars of Islam that came from the non-Arab peoples. Like for example, Imam Abu Hanifa Ali, Imam Bukhari Ali, from the six Hadith Kitab, my dear brothers, that we know as, as a Sita, five of them were non-Arabs. Imam Muslim Ali was, was an Arab, but the other five of them were non-Arabs. Imagine such great scholars they were, but they were not Arabs. So this is an indirect reference to those people. وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is almighty and is the all-wise. ذَلِكَ فَضْلُ اللَّهِ يُتِيهِ مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَاللَّهُ ذِي فَضْلِ الْعَظِيمُ This is the, the fadl of Allah ta'ala. This is the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. يُتِيهِ مَنْ يَشَاءُ Allah ta'ala grants favors to whomsoever so Allah ta'ala wants. وَاللَّهُ ذِي فَضْلِ الْعَظِيمُ Allah ta'ala is the one that grants great favors and bounties. Now Allah ta'ala spoke about Nabi sallallahu a community or a nation that came before Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They were blessed with many great bounties by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala but they were ungrateful to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala speaks about them now. مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ حُمِّلُوا التَّوْرَاتَ ثُمَّ لَمْ يَحْمِلُوهَا كَمَثَلِ الْحِمَارِ يَحْمِلُوا أَسْفَارًا بِيسَ مَثَلُ الْقَوْمِ الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِي الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ who were made to bear the responsibility of the Torah, to understand the Torah, to practice on the Torah. ثُمَّ لَمْ يَحْمِلُوهَا And they shirked from this responsibility. كَمَثَلِ الْحِمَارِ يَحْمِلُوا أَسْفَارًا Referring to the Yahud, Allah Pak says, the, uh, the example is like, like a donkey that has a load of books upon it. Imagine if you put loads of books on a donkey. The donkey can't read those books, nor can it benefit, benefit from those books. The very same way Allah says, the Yahud, these people that were given the opportunity those who came after Musa obviously the people that came in Musa time, they learned the Torah, they followed the Torah, followed Musa but those who came after them, they were grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They saw the signs of Nabi Muhammad in the Torah, but they hid all that away from the people because of their pride and their arrogance. Allah says, these are these people, the example is like a donkey, donkey has books on it, load of books on it, but it has no access to those books, to the knowledge of the books, and nor does it act on those books also. وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِ الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِ Allah Pak says, بِيسَ مَثَلُ الْقَوْمِ الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِ الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ Evil indeed is the example of these people who reject the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِ الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ And people who turn their backs to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will not give guidance to such people who oppress themselves. قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ هَادُوا 
in zamtum annakum o nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam tell the people who are yahud who claim to be the yahud in zamtum annakum awliya'u lillah the yahud said what did they what was they claim as in the quran says they say nahnu abna'ullahi wa habbahu they say we are the sons of god and we are the beloved chosen people of god so Allah Ta'ala now refused this claim of death. Allah Ta'ala says to Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, قُلْ يَا يُهَلَّذِينَ هَادُوا أَوْ If you claim to be the friends of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, to the exception of all other people, and you claim Jannah to be your, your own possession, and the legacy of your own fathers, فَتَمَنَّوا الْمَوْتَ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ Then aspire for death. Have a longing for death if you are true in your claim. Allah says, because of the wrongs that their hands have sent forth. And Allah is fully aware of those who are the wrongdoers. Allah This is a very, 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 very grave, very, very serious statement. Allah says, none of them will ever aspire for it. Why? Because they know. Because they know inside their hearts there is kufr and shirk. And they know that the moment they will aspire for death, they will die. And they will enter Jahannam. So they got no iman. They know the reality. Allah Ta'ala says, Tell them that death which you are trying to flee from, it will certainly reach you one day. ثُمَّ تُرَدُّونَ إِلَىٰ عَالِمِ الْغَيْبِ وَالشَّهَادَةِ فَيُنَبِّئُكُمْ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ Then you return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is alim al-ghaybi wa-shahada the know of the seen and the unseen the unseen and the seen فَيُنَبِّئُكُمْ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ And Allah ta'ala will inform you of what you have been doing in this world. Now Allah ta'ala speaks about the day of Jumma, my dear brothers. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِذَا نُودِيَ لِلصَّلَاةِ مِنْ يَوْمِ الْجُمْعَةِ فَاسْعَوْا إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَذَرُوا الْبَيْءِ ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ Oh, you have got iman. Oh, you have iman. إِذَا نُودِيَ لِلصَّلَاةِ مِنْ يَوْمِ الْجُمْعَةِ When the adhan for the day of Jumma, the day of Jumma is given, فَاسْعَوْا إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ then, then, Leave everything aside and hasten towards the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether it be and leave aside your transactions, your business and your sales, your buying and your selling. ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ This is better for you if you only knew. My dear brothers, it is compulsory for a person to perform Jumu'ah Salah. There are certain conditions. My dear brothers, the rewards are so great. Allah Ta'ala forgives a person's sins from one week to the next week. On the other hand, my dear brothers, Rasulullah Sallam has warned us that person that has the ability to make Jumu'ah Salah and for three consecutive Jumas, he is absent from his Jumah for no valid reason. Huzuri Park has said, Allah Ta'ala puts a stamp on his heart, a seal on his heart. His heart becomes seal. What does it mean? That person thereafter will hear good, good advice, but he won't be able to penetrate his heart. Therefore, my dear brothers, it's very, very important for us to make and create an environment where people come for Jumah. If you know somebody that's not going for Jumah, that's how we can encourage them, but it's, because there's a great harm and great loss for the person who doesn't come for Jumah Salah. Allah Ta'ala then says, فَإِذَا قُضِيَتِ الصَّلَاةُ فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَبَتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ On the one hand, Allah Ta'ala says, when it's time for Jumu'ah, then leave everything aside, leave your business and your trade. Now it's compulsory for you to respond to the call of Allah Ta'ala. Go to the masjid, go early to the masjid. The ulama say that one of the greatest, the first evil that came into this ummah, and the first wrong that came into this ummah is that the practice of coming to the masjid early has now come out of the ummah. 
in the early days, people used to come to the masjid very, very early. Sahaba comes time, the masjid used to be full. From the morning, Friday was a very special day. Sahaba used to prepare for Juma from the, from the night before. Read all the surahs, read the surah Kahf. We said surah Kahf, my dear Allah will save us from the fitna of Dajjal. Uh, there are so many things that a person must do on the day of Juma. Sahaba used to do all those things, come to the masjid very, very early. There used to be halkas in the masjid, there used to be the gathering of Quran reading on one side. Some Sahaba used to gather, get gathered together and learn some Muslim aside about Islam, about business and trade. Some Sahaba used to sit down and learn about Iman. Somebody used to learn how to make Salah. Somebody would engage in some Nafil Salah. Come to the Masjid early. Make a Tahiyyatul Masjid Namaz. Make a Salatul Hajjat Namaz. Read some Quran Sharif. Read Surah Kahf in the Masjid, my dear brothers. Make the Masjid Abad. Allah loves those people that make the Masjid Abad. Those people that frequent the Masjid are the friends of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allah will honor them on the day of Qiyamah. Allah will give us Tawfiq, my dear brothers, to, to value this important time. Allah then says, فَإِذَا قُضِيَتِ الصَّلَاةُ فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَابْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ And when you finish the salah, فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ And spread out into, into, the, into, the, into the land. وَابْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ And then seek the fadl of Allah Ta'ala, the bounties of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. وَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ But don't only be engaged in, in your business now after Jummah. Allah reminds us, yes, also remember Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala in abundance. لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ So that you begin success. Allah is telling us, after Jummah Salah, go out and seek your rosy again. Many, many pious people, it was a practice that even if they wouldn't do much work during the week, but they had yaqeen in this word of Allah Ta'ala, that after Jummah they will go out from the masjid, they will go wherever the places, wherever, they, wherever things used to be sold, whether it was the marketplaces, whether it was the homes of people, whether it was the shops, will go with a few items and they will try to sell those things and they have yaqeen in the, in the words of Allah Ta'ala that Allah Ta'ala will grant barakah in a person who does business after, after Jummah and they will do halal and they will get barakah in fact it's mentioned, mentioned by the pious people that Allah Ta'ala grants a person 70 blessings who does business immediately after Jummah وَإِذَا رَأُوا تِجَارَةً أَوْ لَهْوًا إِنْفَضُّوا إِلَيْهَا وَتَرَكُوكَ قَائِمًا قُلْ مَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَمِنَ التِّجَارَةِ وَاللَّهُ خَيْرُ الرَّازِقِينَ Allah Ta'ala says, and when they see, when they see some business or some trade caravan or lahwan or some amusement, إِنْفَضُّوا إِلَيْهَا وَتَرَكُوكَ قَائِمًا Then they they hasten towards this and they leave you standing, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa This ayat refers to first one incident that took place in Nabiya Park Alayhi time when Juma was made compulsory in Medina Sharif. At that time, Nabiya Park Alayhi used to make the, the salah first and then the khutbah as you do in Eid Namaz. Then it was changed. So on one occasion, the salah was made, Juma salah was made and while Nabiya Park Alayhi was giving the khutbah of Juma, then from Syria, there was a trade caravan that came into Medina Sharif. This is a, time, a very, very difficult time when, when it was like some, it was like, you know, like a recession time. And people hadn't been doing business for a long time. So when the trade caravan came into Madinah Sharif, it was on its way to some other place. So many of the Sahaba, they, without realizing it, they left the masjid and they rushed out to do some business. Nabi Yapaq became upset with that. Allah Ta'ala revealed this ayat of the Quran Sharif, that when they see some business or they see some amusement, then they rush towards it and they leave you alone and standing, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, tell them, Tell them, O people, what is by Allah Ta'ala, what reward Allah has deserved for you in the year after, by leaving all your work and coming to the masjid for Jummah Salah, 
What loss you think you're going to suffer in your business? Allah will give you something far more than that because who is Allah? Allah is Khairul Raziqeen. Allah is the one who gives sustenance, my dear brothers. May Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq to understand the Quran Sharif, practice it, and teach it to others. Wa akhu da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah, Ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah, Alhamdulillah, 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 ويقول الله عز وجل يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتقوا الله حيثما كنت أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام والله سبحانه وتعالى يقول وبقوله يهتدي المهتدون وإذا قرئ القرآن فاستمعوا له وأنصتوا لعلكم ترحمون بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قول هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته 
يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على سيدنا محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأصدقهم حياء عثمان وأطواهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغابر ذنبا رضوان الله عليهم وعن كل الصحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحب أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغض أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين يا أيها الذين آمنوا إذا نودي للصلاة من يوم الجمعة فاسعوا إلى ذكر الله وذو البيع ذلكم خير لكم إن كنتم تعلمون فإذا قضيت الصلاة فانتشروا في الأرض وابتغوا من فضل الله واذكروا الله كثيرا لعلكم تفحون وإذا رأوا تجارة أو لهوا فضوا إليها وتركوك قائما قل ما عند الله خير 
من اللهو ومن التجارة والله خير الرازقين الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين والضحى والليل إذا سجى ما ودعك ربك وما قلى وللآخرة خير لك من الأولى ولسوف يعطيك ربك فترضى ألم يجدك يتيما فآوى ووجدك ضالا فهدى ووجدك عائلا فأغنى فأما اليتيم فلا تقهر وأما السائل فلا تنهر وأما بنعمة ربك فحدث الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم أنت السلام ومنك السلام تباركت يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم أعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعالك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب